Let's stand to our feet together. Today is a special day. Today, we are launching our small groups. Come on, yeah, come on. I, listen, I feel like God has given me a word to challenge you today on this topic. Let me, uh, let me read this to you out of Hebrews chapter 10. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. How many has, uh, you've never been challenged and, and your faith has never been shaken? Let me see. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nobody in the house, right? There's always a challenge in life, right? And he says, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. How do we do that? Sometimes that's hard. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider. Can y'all say that statement with me? And let us consider. Say it again. And let us consider. That's what I want you to do this morning. And let us consider how to stir one another, stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Father, thank you for your word. Challenge us today. Father, help us to consider how in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Father. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated this morning. Um, listen, we, we have a statement around here. They said it on the video a moment ago. And the statement was, uh, we do life together. Can you say it again? We do life together. One more time. We do life together. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Listen, I, I want you to get this key statement this, this morning. Most see their church experience and their Christian experience as a destination rather than a journey. Anybody ever seen the commercials on TV, the sandals commercials on TV? Don't you just want to be there? You know, uh, it's that one-stop drop, man. Uh, they got all the suntan lotion on, and they're on the beach, and they're, man, they got it all going on in the nice blue clear water, and it's awesome, and you want to be there. It's a destination, right? All-inclusive. Church ain't that. Your Christian walk ain't that. Your Christian walk and, and uh, uh, this life that we live is not a destination, but it is a journey that we are all on together. And I've been praying, God, help us as a people want to go on the journey together. Listen, there's a story the Lord led me to. Uh, you know it very well, but... The first Kings chapter 19, we see the story of Elijah, the old prophet, and Elisha, the young prophet. And what we do, what we find is we find the, uh, the old prophet Elijah. He is there in Israel, and the, the king has married a uh, non-believer. The king has married a woman from a another nation and she's brought in her gods and they become idol worshipers and they're they're wicked and and the scripture tells us that um uh the god sent elijah and elijah prayed and there was no rain for three and a half years and then he came to the king 
and he challenged all of the prophets of Baal and there were 400 prophets and he challenged them to a duel and he said the God that answers by fire let him be God and so uh, if, you, if you've read the story before, you know that um, the 400 prophets of Baal, they danced, they shouted, they screamed, they cut themselves, they, they did everything they could uh, all morning long, yet with no answer, and, and uh, even Elijah's taunting them. And finally, Elijah steps up and he says, now pour water on everything, uh, over and over, about three or four times, said, pour water on everything. And then he, he prays, and God answers by fire, and boom, man, fire comes down from heaven and consumes all of the sacrifice and um, um, then he prays he slaughters all of the uh, all of the prophets of Baal and then he prays and the heavens open up and they have a deluge uh, they, they've been in a drought they're in a desperate situation and God answers by fire and then God opens the heavens and rains down on the earth well what we find is just a little bit later the word gets back to the queen that Elijah has slain all of the prophets of Baal. And so she's angry, she's mad, and, and she sends word back to him, so be it unto me and more if you're alive by tomorrow. Well, uh, this great mighty prophet of God just uh, reached and stuck his finger out and said, I'll strike you dead. No, he didn't. He, I mean, he girded himself up and he ran. He was, he was afraid. He was frightened. And he ran uh, many cities away and he hid himself and began to cry out to God. And finally, after sleeping and rising and eating and sleeping and rising and eating, uh, um, the scripture says that God spoke to him and he told him to do three things. He said, I want you to go and I want you Hazel to be the king over Syria. I want you to go and uh, anoint Jehu to be king over Israel. And I want you to go and to anoint Elisha in your stead. Wait, what? So here we have this prophet and he goes he finds Elisha and he takes his mantle, he takes his cloak and he finds Elisha and Elisha is plowing a field. Elisha was a man of means. He had 12 oxen. He was plowing a large field. So we, we understand that he had large land. He had large resources. And the moment that Elijah came by and smote him with his cloak and just kept walking, Elisha said, Hey, hang on! I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice all of these all of these oxen. I'm gonna burn all of the um, all of the uh, the the tackle here. I'm gonna sacrifice to the Lord, and I'm coming to follow you. Now, what if what if guys? What if the old prophet, whenever God said, "Hey, I want you to anoint the king." over there in Syria. For Syria, I want you to anoint the king over there for, for Israel, and uh, I want you to go mentor this young man. What if the, uh, the old prophet would have said, mm, I am just too old and I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. What if the old prophet would have said, well, hadn't you seen this young generation, man? They, they're this and they're this and they're uncommitted and they're blah, 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 blah. 
What if the old prophet had a grumbled and complained and said, I don't have time for that? Or what if the old prophet had agreed and went by and smoked Elisha, the young man, and the young man went up, sorry, I, I look at all this field. Look at how much work I have to do. Don't you understand that I'm the heir of the land? I'm an important figure in this story, and I don't have time. What if either had been the answer? Listen, God has called you to mentor someone or to follow someone. Come on now. We say, oh yeah, we're, we're, uh, we do life together, uh, uh, but do we really? God has called us to be mentored or to mentor. Come do life. That's what Elijah was saying. Come and follow me and do life with me. Listen. Come and see how to grow with God. Come and see how to handle finances. Come and see how to raise godly children. Come and see how to walk it out when someone does you wrong, when someone hurts you, when someone offends you. Come and follow me. Let me show you how to walk it out when you lose someone dear to you. Come and do life together with me life is a journey not a destination this Christian walk is a journey that we do together and we get all swole up in something you know and, and oh my goodness you know uh, I, I know one time I heard a story about a small group I know one time I, I, I dealt with this in a small group so I don't ever want anything to do with small groups again are you kidding me you had trouble with your car one time and you went, eh, never gonna drive again. Come on now. No. Listen, I, I, was, um, I was having a conversation with someone recently and we were talking about the journey. We were talking about this life that we, that we walk together. And this life we walk together, I, I told him, I said, listen, uh, uh, half, of the, half of this um, uh, this this fight, half of finishing this race, half of dealing with this um, is skill, and the other half is endurance. Come on now. Half of it's skill, half of it's endurance. And on the skill part, listen, I, I, I believe that when, when, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about our word life. We need uh, the knowledge uh, of the word of God. We need to uh, fill ourselves with the knowledge, the knowledge of the word of God. Uh, it is our sword. It is our weapon. Uh, but all most Christians know how to do is whine and cry when something goes wrong. We don't know how to use our sword of the Spirit. So we, we, we are challenged to get knowledge of the Word of God. And then secondly, there's a prayer life that fuels our walk with God. Come on now. We, we see in the Old Testament the fire of God fell from heaven. And uh, uh, the fire of God was a gift from heaven. But we find uh, that uh, God told Moses and Aaron, he said, never, ever, ever let the oil go out. Let the fire go out in the holy place. 
we are commissioned we are commissioned to keep oil in the lamps and keep the fire going. There's this walk, and in this walk, with all the challenges that we have, we have a commission, we have a commandment to know the Word of God and to keep the fire burning. And when we the word of God and we have a prayer life the prayer life of the anointing of God breathes upon the word life and brings it alive at least my old people could say amen because you've learned the value of having the skills of walking this faith out listen um, uh, I understand I understand that we do different we do things different today how many how many today receive more mail via email than you do snail mail yeah listen all i can promise you is that change is consistent we don't like change but the only thing that I can promise you that is constant is change, right? <laughs> the word of God and change. But, but here's the thing. I want you to understand. It doesn't mean that email is wrong or, or snail mail is right. It, it, it doesn't mean that. But just because we're trying to do things different. Listen, I remember back in the day, I learned a lot in Sunday school. How many learned how many learned scripture in Sunday school? Well, you know, years gone by and and uh, uh, you know, Sunday school kind of seems like it's faded away, but we at Mustang Creek, we endeavor to pour all of our our classes uh, into midweek things, into uh, uh, Tuesday nights and into Monday nights and into Wednesday nights and into Friday nights and and we we do everything we can to offer Bible study and and discipleship. We just offer for it in a, in a different mode, if you will, a different delivery package, if you will. We offer the BEP, Bible Engagement. It is a, a discipleship tool that we offer and that we believe in. And then finally, we believe that small groups is the way that we can walk together develop relationship get into the word have our our prayer lives challenged it's just another tool of discipleship and let me say this we are endeavoring to get back to the things that matter to god wait 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 Man, see what I know is I know back over in the scripture, I know that um, after the fire of God fell, uh, there were a couple of sons of the high priest Aaron, uh, and they went into the, uh, they went in and they lit fire that wasn't authorized by God. They lit strange fire and began to offer it up. I believe that the church uh, has gotten wrapped up in doing a lot of things that's not authorized by God, uh, and the church uh, has gotten sidetracked by all. Offering up strange fire. Listen, we want to get back to the basics uh, of seeing souls saved, of doing outreach, of discipling people, uh, of getting in the word of God and in prayer. We believe in getting back to the basics. Now, it may be a different way than we're used to, but we want to do the things 
that matter to God and that we've been commanded to do. Today, I'm going to introduce a couple to you. I'm going to invite them to come. This is Scott and Danielle Boss. This couple is an amazing, amazing couple. Um, Just a few months ago, Scott had a really good job, really good paying job, really, you know, it just, and the Lord challenged Scott, quit your job. (laughs) Okay, God, what am I going to do now? Where am I going? (laughs) You're not going anywhere and you're not going to do anything. You're just going to seek me and sit with me. And Scott obeyed, Danielle let him. (laughs) And they sat and they soaked and they waited on God And because of their obedience, God did some marvelous things. Now he's got uh, uh, the the dream job, the job he feels like he was created for, that he's been developed for his whole life. God just brought it all into being because of his obedience. And, And I'm proud to say that they have come on as our small group coordinators, and, and I am just so proud of them. Would you give it up for Scott and Danielle? Thank you. Good morning. Is this on? Yes, sir. It is. Okay. Um, man, we're so pumped and excited about small groups. I'm a pretty impatient person, so it, I've been waiting for this day to come, and we, we've wanted to launch this thing. I had a friend a while ago. He told me that oftentimes the things that we are called to are the things that will crush us if we do not follow and give it up to the Lord. And um, I, whenever there's resistance on something, that's where I run to it. Because I know that when the Lord's called us to do something and we meet resistance, it's that answer from the Lord that you need to keep going. You need to keep going. Because if you give up at that point, you're going to miss something really good. And man, we just encounter resistance in relationships, in, um, in, in all those areas. And they're just, it's so much easier to just give up and walk away and not press into that relationship. So here's my challenge to us as we get into some of the small group stuff. Unity is important. We know that. (laughs) Um, That was the topic of Jesus's prayer in John 17, 20 through 21. It was, Father, just as you and I are one, may they be one so that when they're one and unified, that the world will know that you sent me. Jesus. So our unity has an impact on the growth of the church. And when when we allow our our things to get in the way and we break unity, we're going to hurt the growth of the church. And that's not what we want. So here's my challenge. I had a um, professor tell me this back in college, and it just sunk in. You've probably heard me say it, but it is it's in the fabric of what I do. It, it's in the every thought I have. Um, we have biblical absolutes. Those are the things that we rally around. They're the, the foundation of the church. It is, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the well-known things. Jesus is the Son of God. He died for our sins. Um, it's those biblical absolutes. We have personal convictions, the things that the Holy Spirit's called me to do, um, or change, or give up, whatever it is. We have personal preferences, the color of the carpet on the, the stage in this church. We allow personal convictions and personal preferences to get in the way of relationship. 
We'll have a conversation with somebody. We'll be in relationship with somebody. They'll say something we don't agree with, and it's the breaking point. Was it an absolute? Nope. It was a personal preference. It was a personal conviction. My challenge is don't let that happen. You're going to get in small groups. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be, you're, there's going to be some things you have to press through. That's okay. It's relationship. It's what we do. So I want to charge you guys, push through that stuff. It's important. It, it's so important that, it, that it, it has an impact on the growth of the church. The vision for small groups. Um, straight out of Acts 4, 32 through 35, you are to sell everything you own and move in together. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously, there's a spirit behind that verse that is really good. And the spirit behind the verse is the vision for small groups. It is real and authentic Christian community where we actively serve one another and meet the needs of the body of Christ. Okay, that is our vision. Small groups, um, it's a place where we can begin to do life together in a deeper way. We've all heard the term, do life together. We want to do that. We want to do it in a deep way. The church, you and I, we were intended to walk through the struggles of life together. Everything. That's why we were made. Small groups are a way for all of us to build stronger and deeper relationships with each other, which is important, but more importantly, it's going to drive us and help us grow our relationship with our Heavenly Father. That's the key. And I truly believe that these strong relationships with each other and God is the answer to loneliness, to care, to compassion, to spiritual growth. It is the answer to unity. Um, and it is in that small group, that's what's going to, that's what's going to make this an unbreakable church, Okay. You're going to notice a flyer on the um, chairs around you. You can follow along. We're going to walk through all the contents on that flyer here in a second. Um, so feel free to follow along. The information is also on the Mustang Creek website. Danielle's going to go through the details of that at the end where you can sign up. Um, it was made live on Thursday. It looks really good. It's awesome. Um, if you know me, you know I don't like I don't like cookie cutter things. I like to put a process in place, and then I want the leaders to raise up and and really create something that they feel the Lord's called them to. So you're going to see a diverse selection of small groups. They're not all the same. There's a variety. We want there to be a variety because we want you guys to plug in where you feel called to. So as we walk through these small groups, um, I want to challenge you guys. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And let him show you what small groups you're supposed to be a part of, okay? You don't have to just choose one. You can choose many. You can choose as many as you have time for. So, time to introduce our small groups and their leaders. So, the first one is our adventure group led by Clint Ponzi. Clint is a hunter, a fisherman, an overall sportsman. This group is focused on all things adventure, um, like fishing, camping, kayaking, shooting, paintball, and is kid-friendly based on the activity. They're going to meet monthly, um, and the day is going to vary. Okay, our next group is Couple Up, and this is Jared and Kimberly Hatch. They have been married for four years, and they are teachers, and they love all things outdoors and are big food and animal lovers. Um, this group is for 20 to 30-year-old um, couples, 
and uh, those desiring to have fun date night together, get to know each other and grow closer to your significant other. Um, it might look like going out to eat, playing kickball, mini golf, or going to events together. So this will meet monthly on either Friday or Saturday, depending on the activity. I know that group sounds fun, but they're discerning and they know if you're 40, 50, or 60 year old trying to get into their... So keep that in mind. Um, the next one is First Friday Family Feast with Dwayne and Vanessa Stenberg. Um, they've been doing this for quite a while, so this is a... Um, they, yeah, they've been around for a while. So Dwayne and Vanessa have been married 30 years. Um, they're a homeschooling family raising four kids with one teen still at home. This group shares smoked meats prepared by Dwayne. And guests um, bring a side or dessert. All are welcome for fellowship, food, and fun. They meet monthly on the first Friday. And next we have Heart to Heart. This is led by Donna Kelly. Um, Donna loves people and has been teaching ladies for about 35 years. Uh, join her for a Holy Spirit-led Bible study. This is a women's-only group. Um, bring food to share and enjoy fellowship together. And it meets bi-monthly on Tuesdays here at the church. The next group is the How Group, Hear, Obey, Willing. Um, this is by Ryan and LaShondra Duffy, Scotland Meets America. Ryan and LaShondra are married with four kids. The group is focused on the Bible Engagement Project and open to individuals and family who want to study the Bible and grow their relationship with God. They're going to meet bi-monthly on Thursdays. Okay, the next one is the Koinonia Connection, which is Chandy and Betsy John. Um, they have been married for 37 years and are involved in marriage coaching and counseling as well as missions. Koinonia means Christian fellowship, and that's what you will get in this group. They're going to have food, games, prayer, and some Bible discussion. It will be the second Sunday of each month. I gave all the long and hard words to Danielle. <laughs> um, the next group, Let's Do Life. Clint and Stephanie Ponce. Clint and Stephanie have three kiddos and a schnoodle dog. They serve as middle school pastors and love it when their home is filled with family, friends, and just doing life together. This group is for anyone in their 30s and their 40s and their families who desire to build community. They're going to meet twice a month on Sundays. Next, we have LOL or Lots of Ladies. This used to be Latte Ladies. They've been getting together for quite a while, but we kind of changed it up a little bit. It's Vanessa Stenberg and Lana Chandros. Um, they will be building relationships and doing life together, um, our passions of, for, of Vanessa and Lana. And it's not just about making a friend. It's about being a friend. So join them for a night of connecting through food, a devotion, sharing lots and lots and lots of laughter, and an inexpensive gift exchange. And we do this the third Thursday of each month. We need somebody to start a LOM group. Lots of men, yes. So next group. Um, forgive the dumb jokes. Um, next group is Men's Golf. Adam Smith is leading this one. Adam is married to Vanessa and recently made um, their move from Michigan to Texas, very much like Danielle and I. He enjoys, enjoys, enjoys golf and is excited to fellowship with men about Christ on the course. Revolving foursomes will play on area golf courses. All boys, boys old enough to play are welcome. They're meeting monthly, and they're going to do it on Saturdays. And they are going to have a revolving group every time they golf, so you get to meet different men every time. So it's going to be a cool group. Next, we have the Moms Group. This is led by Lindsay Colwell and Lindsay Shepard. 
They are two moms who value relationships and their desire is to provide an inviting environment for moms to gather with their kids to share, receive prayer, and grow in the word and with each other. And this will be Saturdays bi-monthly. The next group is Room at the Table, led by David and Lindsay Shepherd. Um, David and Lindsay are the children's pastors here at Mustang Creek. They have three children, and their house is filled with laughter and music and lots of nerd culture. Um, this group is a place of encouragement, safe for asking biblical questions and practicing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is going, they're going to meet uh, twice a month and on Fridays. Next, we have the Sunday Brunch Bunch. This is led by Ron and Erica Edwards. They've been involved in a variety of church ministries. Um, Ron is credentialed minister, and Erica teaches journalism and public relations at a local college. They have a 20-year-old African gray parrot and a one-year-old Bernadoodle. So this is your opportunity to have after-church standing brunch plans. They will meet the first and third Sundays each month. And then the last group right now is Worship at the Well, led by Joey and Ashley Stanberry. Um, Joey and Ashley have been married for 18 years. They have two beautiful daughters and a golden doodle. They were previously involved in youth ministry. Join them for an evening of worship, fellowship, and the word. And they're going to meet uh, twice a month and on Fridays. And those are our small groups. So I just want to take a minute to talk with you about how to register for the groups. You'll notice on the flyer in your seats that there's a QR code that you can shoot and you can sign up for all of the groups through that. You can also go to the website, the Mustang Creek website, um, click on ministries and then small groups and you will see all the small groups listed there with even more information than we gave today. Um, and then you can sign up for each of those groups there as well. You can choose more than one, as Scott had mentioned. Um, we are going to have the leaders at some tables around the sanctuary in case you have specific questions for them about their groups. So they will be stationed at those tables after the service. Um, it doesn't matter which table you go to. You can, you can sign up for groups in, on a paper there if needed, but we would prefer if you could do it either with the QR code or the website. Um, just makes things a little bit cleaner. Um, but I'm going to quickly run down which small groups will be at which table. So at the front over here, we're going to have Adventure, Let's Do Life, and Couple Up. On this side, we're having the LOL, um, the first Friday Family Feast and Heart to Heart. In the back over here is going to be the Moms Group, Room at the Table, Brunch Bunch, and Golf. And then on this side in the back, we're going to have How, Koinonia, and Worship. And finally, it's our desire to grow this ministry and to have more groups. So if you don't see something here and the Lord is, is prompting you to start a group, please let Scott or I know, and we would be happy to talk with you about next steps for that. Amen. Give it up Daniel. Thank you, God. Amen. Well, listen, as... As previously stated, as I was having that conversation with uh, someone and we were talking about walking this faith out and we were talking about uh, doing this life, it, we talked about skill and endurance and we addressed a little bit the skills that we need as believers uh, that we need to develop. But, but that final thing was endurance. How many know that, that Paul said, I finished the fight? 
I've, I, I've finished this race. I've fought a good fight. I've finished the race, finished my course. And there's an endurance component to this thing. And every one of us, every one of us, listen, I need you to hear me. There are people in the house that are ready to give up because they have no one to walk with them. There are people in the house that are discouraged because they have no one to challenge them, to pull them out of that funk. There are people in the house that are going through trials and tribulations, relational issues, brokenness, all-out attacks of hell. had a conversation with Pastor Brian. You know, I, I just said that we want to get back to the things that matter to God. And we named some things like outreach, discipleship, things of that nature, the word, prayer, But I said, what about those and orphans? To get back to the things that matter to God. What if the old prophet had have said, no, nah, too old, too tired. That young generation, you know, they're just... No hope for them anyway. Or what if the young prophet had said, calendar's too full. Let me tell you, I, I said to the first service today, your job is not the most important thing on planet Earth. Your bank account's not the most important thing on planet Earth. And let me just go a step further and tell you that not even your children are the most important thing on planet Earth. They're valuable, very valuable. But this walk with God, if you want to get this right with your children, you better get this right first. If you want to get this right with your wife, you better get this right first. Skill and endurance. Listen, endurance, sometimes it's just downright grit. You know, just grin and bear it. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, boy, and let's go, right? Sometimes it's just full reliance on God, just believing that he's never failed and he's not about to let you fail now. He's not about to let you down now. Sometimes that endurance is about community and accountability. Community and accountability. So today, no matter where you're at, if you're up in age, you've got something to give. If you're newly starting out, 
you need to receive. Some of you, listen, listen, some of you are in the middle. You've got something to give and still something to learn. Come on now. But God has called you either in Elijah's stead or Elisha's stead. One or the other. Life, this church and Christian thing is not a destination but a journey. And I've been praying, God, help us. Help your people to want to go on the journey together. We get in this rut thing, don't we? Ah, Church is, it's good enough, right? Just hanging out together at church is good enough. We know of each other. We don't know each other. We know of each other. Sup, Lance? Sup, Emmanuel? Hey, dog, what happened? You know, high five. Come on now. Isn't that a shame? Isn't it? Isn't it terrible? We're supposed to be family. We're supposed to have one another's back. We're supposed to know the heartache and the pain that one another are going through. And people are going through crisis right here around you that I can't even tell you about. Their hearts are broken. And we need to lock arms and say, come on, you can do this. Come on, we got this. Come on, come on. That's what a church family is supposed to be. Not a congregation that meets once or twice a week. That's what America has made church. And that's not the heart of God. That's not what he desired. Let's get back to what matters to God. And what matters to God is you in his presence. You in his presence is my crown, said Paul. You in his presence. Not you in church every now and then. You in church every now and then isn't going to get you to heaven. You in community where other people are provoking one another unto good works. Let's consider how that we might encourage one another and provoke one another. Let's, would you consider emails different than snail mail? Would you consider making a change and getting out of the rut, getting out of the ditch? Would you consider the needs of others, the value of community? I'm going to invite you to stand today. And I'm in, I'm going to dismiss you a little early today. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask the small group leaders, go ahead and move the tables out. 
would you please, the small group leaders will be all around the perimeter of the building. Would you go and peruse the tables? Would you consider the flyer that has been put before you? If you have questions, if you want to just go to them and meet them, would you please just take a moment? You know, most of the time, if we don't do it right now, sometimes we just move on and we just, oh yeah, maybe next time. Listen, and more so as we see the day approaching. How many know the day's approaching? We're on a fast track. People are slipping into eternity. We need our family. We need one another. You can sign up online. You can shoot the QR code. You can get on the website. You can go to the table. There's hard copies. You can sign up on the hard copy. But don't let this opportunity pass you by. Father, I thank you for these leaders. I thank you for these groups. Father, I ask that you would multiply. I ask that you would help us do things that matter to you. Help us. You said go, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all men. Lord, he didn't say go and attend church with all men. He said go and make disciples of all men. Lord, I don't, I don't want to miss this opportunity to raise up, to raise up this generation. Father, I don't want to miss this opportunity to encourage a brokenhearted brother or sister. Father, help us to do community well, Christian community well, discipleship well here at Mustang Creek. We thank you for your presence today, your glorious visitation today. Lord, thank you for kissing us as a congregation today. We thank you for it in Jesus' name.